Warner Solicitors provide advice on a range of legal matters to individuals, families and businesses. The leading legal directories regularly recognise Warners as offering some of the best legal advice in the region. This series of podcasts will give you an insight into some of the legal issues that may affect you and your family. I'm Paul Harvey and welcome to the Warners Solicitors series of podcasts. I'm delighted to introduce David Cooper of Warners for this podcast and we'll be discussing lasting power of attorney. Now before we embark on the topic, what is your role with Warners? I'm a private client solicitor here and this is one of the subjects which I will be talking about today. David, I'm going to start with the obvious question. What is a lasting power of attorney? Yes, a lasting power of attorney is a legal document where you nominate a person or persons to make decisions on your behalf. Are there different types of LPAs? Yes, there are two different types. You can have property and financial affairs and health and welfare. The property and financial affairs, that includes decisions such as paying bills, managing bank accounts and investments, and also selling properties. Whereas health and welfare, that includes personal decisions such as where you live, what medication you take, and ultimately whether to switch off a life support machine. Now, do you have to have both types? So you could just have the property and financial or just the health and welfare. They are independent of each other and so you could just do one but we would recommend that you do both at the same time. And can I ask you what the difference is between a lasting power of attorney and an enduring power of attorney? This is a question we get asked quite a lot and there are significant differences. An enduring power of attorney can be used as soon as it is signed whereas a lasting power of attorney has to be registered in order to be able to use it. And an enduring power of attorney only covers decisions relating to property and financial affairs. Is the enduring power of attorney still valid? Yes, it's still valid. Enduring powers of attorney were replaced by lasting powers of attorney in October 2007, but that doesn't stop them being valid. They can still be used once signed, but they must be registered when the donor is losing or has lost mental capacity. Okay, and who can actually be my attorney? And does it have to be a professional person? No, it doesn't have to be a professional. It just has to be anyone over the age of 18 who has mental capacity. They're not bankrupt or subject to a debt relief order. So it's usually close family members such as a husband or wife or children, but you must know and trust your attorneys implicitly. And does it matter where they're located? Doesn't matter at all, but we would recommend that they're located in the UK to help you use the document. Okay, so I've got four children, David. So can they all be my attorneys? Yes, they can all be your attorneys. There's no limit on the number of attorneys, although we wouldn't recommend more than four attorneys, but it does all depend on individual circumstances. Usually you'd have two attorneys, two replacement attorneys, for example. So two is about an average number of attorneys to have, practically? Usually you'd have two, but it's entirely up to each individual. And if one dies, for example, are you under obligation to replace that attorney? Well, it all depends on whether you've got any replacement attorneys. So in the documents, you can nominate replacement attorneys who would then step in. Something to note is that if you nominate more than one replacement attorney, all of those replacement attorneys would step in if one of your attorneys were to die. There's two different ways of appointing attorneys. They can be appointed either jointly and severally or just jointly. And if you don't have any replacement attorneys and your 
lasting power of attorney appoints your attorneys jointly, it will automatically bring the document to an end. So you do need to be careful how the document is drafted. And at what point do the attorneys act and take action? The attorneys can basically act as soon as the document is registered. And in relation to the property and financial lasting power of attorney, this is why you've still got mental capacity, but it would be under your direction and authority. And then once you've lost mental capacity, you would then be able to carry on using the document. In relation to the health and welfare lasting power of attorney, it's only when the donor has lost capacity and the document is registered. Okay, so I already have a living will, let's say. Do I need a health and welfare lasting power of attorney? It's advisable still to make a health and welfare lasting power of attorney because it covers quite a wide spectrum of decisions. I know you mentioned about a living will, but that does only cover specific decisions such as whether to accept life-sustaining treatment such as ventilation and do not resuscitate. All those sort of decisions are covered and they're very specific, whereas obviously a lasting power of attorney for health and welfare is much broader document. So we would still advise you make a lasting power of attorney for health and welfare. I can imagine through the uh, pandemic there have been certain challenges in place with this particular topic. Yes, there has actually. And we've had quite a few clients wanting to make the documents and it's been challenging in the sense that it's not been easy to make the documents and find witnesses when people are self-isolating, for example. Mm. So we've had clients uh, through the window uh, that's one way of acting as a witness over a garden fence there have been challenges but there's ways to work around it it sounds like it so what powers do my attorneys have i mean for example can they put me in a home can they sell my house in relation to both lasting powers of attorney if they did a property and financial under health and welfare they would be able to sell your house and they would be able to decide to place you into a residential care home. However, your attorneys do have wide-ranging powers, and they can make decisions such as those. But if you trust your attorneys implicitly, and they know your wishes, obviously you would then trust that they would make the correct decisions for you, and not place you into a home if you didn't want to go into one, or sell their house if that didn't need to be done. Can you restrict their powers at all? Yes, it is possible to restrict their powers, but we would advise against doing so because the restrictions can limit the use of the document in a way not intended. And your attorney should really be someone you know and trust implicitly. So we would advise actually not restricting their powers. And obviously things change, don't they? So what happens if my attorneys, they, they change their address or if one of them dies? Well, if your attorney, one of your attorneys change address, which happens quite often, it's just a matter of writing to the Office of the Public Guardian to notify them of the change of address and just to provide any evidence with that. What we would suggest is that you don't make any changes to the document itself because this will invalidate the document. So any changes, you can easily notify the Office of the Public Guardian in relation to that. OK. Look, if I decide I change my mind, for example... Can my lasting powers of attorney be revoked? Yes, they can be revoked at any time. You just have to have capacity to be able to revoke the documents. You can also partially revoke the document if, for example, you wanted to remove one attorney. What we would say is that you can't add attorneys to a document once it's been done. So once it's been registered 
it's all signed you can't then add further attorneys you would have to revoke that lasting power of attorney and do a new one and what is a certificate provider and who can do this a certificate provider is someone who certifies that you have sufficient mental capacity to make the document and that you're not unduly influenced so this can be a professional such as a doctor or a solicitor or it can be someone who has known you for at least two years and when should i make my lasting powers of attorney you're never too young to make a lasting power of attorney as you never know when you might need them so for example you could have a car accident tomorrow which would incapacitate you in which case you would need the documents straight away so we would say that now's the best time there's no time like the present when making such documents i bet people aren't aware of that are they generally so you must have sufficient mental capacity to make a lasting power of attorney and if your capacity is borderline you would require a doctor's report for a doctor to say that you've got sufficient mental capacity so we would recommend that you do the documents now rather than leaving it until it's too late fine so there's no set age it's do it as soon as you possibly can really is the advice that's what I would advise personally, yes, mm. because you don't know when you're going to need it and you don't know when you're going to lose capacity. No, absolutely. And how long does it take to get the document in place and can it be used straight away? It can take up to three months to register a lasting power of attorney. If you register a lasting power of attorney when it's not needed, we say that it's then ready for when you do need it. And during the COVID pandemic, have things been slowed up somewhat in terms of getting these documents through the system they have but ever since i qualified as a solicitor we've always advised that it can take up to three months due to the timescales involved of notifying individuals and there are waiting periods in relation to the documents although it has slowed up a little it's nothing which is noticeable in relation to these documents specifically Another question that will be on people's minds would be what happens if I don't have a lasting powers of attorney in place and I lose capacity? Yes, yeah, see, that's a good question. And basically, the only thing you can do is apply for a deputyship order with the Court of Protection. When you're applying for a deputyship order, it can take several months. And then during that time, no one can deal with your affairs. It's also very expensive having to do it this way rather than making lasting powers of attorney. There are massive advantages with doing a lasting power of attorney because obviously you have peace of mind. It removes potential headaches for loved ones and it gives those who you trust the reins straight away when they need them. And David, is there anything pending in terms of any new law that's about to be passed that might change people's thinking on and awareness on this topic? Not that I'm aware of at the moment. Obviously, lasting powers of attorney were brought in in 2007, replacing the enduring power of attorney, uh, which was previous. In relation to any impending law which would change the use of these documents, there's nothing which I'm aware of which is due to come in. David, I'd like to ask, how must my attorneys act for me? So your attorneys must assume that you can make your own decisions unless they have established you cannot. They must help you make as many decisions as you can. They cannot treat you as unable to make a decision unless all practicable steps have been taken to help you make a decision. They must not treat you as being unable to make a decision simply because you make an unwise decision. They must act in your best interests at all times, 
when you are unable to make decisions. And before your attorneys make a decision or act for you, they must consider whether they can make the decision or act in a way that is less restrictive of your rights and freedom, but still achieves the purpose. Who monitors this, David? When you send off your lasting power of attorney to the Office of the Public Guardian, they will obviously have the document and details registered with them. The Office of the Public Guardian oversees a number of lasting powers of attorney. What we would say is that you need to specifically trust your attorneys because although there are safeguards in place, there's nothing which completely restricts fraudulent use of a document. So what we would say is that you need to make sure that the attorneys you appoint you trust implicitly. Otherwise, although there are safeguards with the Office of the Public Guardian who oversee them, there are ways around this which you would want to avoid. Trust is a very subjective thing, isn't it? It is. As I say, we usually say family members, but with lasting powers of attorney, you can obviously revoke them at any time whilst you've still got mental capacity. So what we would advise is that if you start to lose trust in a family member who you've appointed as an attorney, that you would then do a partial deed of revocation, removing them from that document. There's no point having someone on the document who the trust you have with them is flaky and that you don't always trust that they will make the right decisions for you. And David, finally, there are a couple of questions I want to put to you that I believe are very common questions that people would probably benefit from knowing the answer to. So first of all, do I need to notify anyone that my LPA is going to be registered? No, you don't need to notify anybody. There is obviously an option on the lasting powers of attorney that you can notify people, uh, which is a safeguarding measure. But this is optional and people do tend not to notify anybody that they're registering the document. Obviously, your family members or whoever you have appointed as attorneys will already be notified that you're making the lasting power of attorney. So it's whether you want to notify anybody else. And we generally people don't bother doing this anymore. And who can witness my signature? That can be anyone over the age of 18 who is not a specified attorney or replacement attorney and cannot be an employee of an attorney or replacement attorney. So basically, if you have a spouse who lives in the same house as you, who is not named in the documents, they could then act quite happily as your witness for your signature. This has all been very thorough. We've been talking about lasting power of attorney. David, what is the best way for people to contact you once they've heard all this information and they want more? People can contact me on my direct dial, which is 01732 375 380. They can send me an email at d.cooper at warners.law. So David Cooper of Warners Solicitors, thank you very much for chatting to me on this podcast. Look forward to catching up with you again. Many thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this Warner Solicitors podcast. To find out more about our expert legal teams and the advice and services they deliver for both individuals and businesses, please go to warners-solicitors.co.uk.